Sometimes patients need to see the doctor more than once a year or even for more than a few days in a row. When a hospital trip comes around, you'll need to pack more than just your clothes and a toothbrush. After this episode, you'll know the differences between inpatient and outpatient care, as well as how to prepare for any long or short healthcare journey. Your well-being should be about thriving instead of surviving. It's about time to empower yourself and to navigate our healthcare system with ease. My name is Rushi and this is the show, Friendly Neighborhood Patient. When you think of how to get medical care, you're probably imagining a visit to the doctor's office or a telemedicine app. In any case, you're in and out the same day. That's outpatient or ambulatory care. You can visit a hospital for regular office care. You can think of it how a square is a rectangle, meaning that you can get outpatient care in most places, and also how a rectangle isn't always a square, meaning that you can get inpatient care at pretty much any hospital, but not in any other setting. Regardless, spending more than one night in that kind of facility means you're an inpatient. Most patients don't wake up wishing to go to the hospital, though. Inpatient care happens when you're admitted for an emergency, planned care ahead of time for something complicated, or for a particular service like childbirth. In any case, you get a bed and a room with around-the-clock monitoring. Once the doctors and staff feel that you don't need any more care, the discharge process begins. When you leave the hospital, the discharge notes should have instructions along the lines of getting medications, following up with your usual doctors, or miscellaneous guidance. A bit later, we'll dive into how you can be 100% ready before, during, and after inpatient care. Knowing the actual scope of inpatient versus outpatient care gives necessary perspective. More people are going to the doctor's office for less than a day than others staying overnight or longer. Although, knowing the split between outpatient and inpatient care remains imprecise, McKinsey and company analysts provided some insight. That company reviewed around $490 billion of commercial insurance claims back in 2016 and then analyzed that data set in 2020. The results showed about 62% of those dollars being ambulatory, 11% as inpatient, and 27% as mixed setting care. However, the insurance claim volume behind the money tells a much different story. 97% of the claims were ambulatory and just 1% were inpatient related exclusively. That disparity in costs between healthcare settings affects the whole country's purse. Hospital expenses take up around 31% of America's annual healthcare spending. That's about $1.2 trillion out of $4.1 trillion. Based on 2020 data regarding that spending, the American Hospital Association counted around 33 million admissions that year, which is 10% of the U.S. population. So what's the point of these stats? Patients should be vigilant when they need inpatient care because a little guidance improves the odds of a successful hospital trip. A typical same-day trip to the clinic usually involves costs for procedures, lab tests, in-office medication, and the doctor's time. At the hospital, you have to worry about those items and more, including medical equipment, administrative costs, nurses' time, specialist time, more intensive medications, tests, and, of course, boarding. It should be no surprise that health insurance companies want you to avoid this. Health plans have a couple incentives among many, one being to cover preventative care screenings, lowering the odds of an expensive inpatient trip later, and another, 
requiring more permissions and authorizations for covering patients at the hospital. When picking health insurance, keep hospital coverage in mind, especially if you don't need much outpatient care beyond a couple routine visits and labs per year. If you're not visiting the hospital for an emergency, your doctor is probably doing the formal work to admit you. Although COVID had other ideas in 2020 and 2021, most patients get an elective or direct admission. Elective inpatient care involves you going at a specified time for a known condition. A direct admission, hence the name, is your doctor taking charge to arrange your stay per their recommendation. Sometimes you might need to go in advance for lab tests or general monitoring for an issue like a heart or lung condition. Because hospitals tend to have specialized equipment and facilities, certain procedures are only possible in an operating room. Feel comfortable asking your regular doctor what kind of admission to expect when inpatient care is needed for you. Having a better inpatient experience involves a few helpful tips beyond the usual prep I've mentioned for outpatient care in past episodes. Before any hospital stay, a simple packing list is a great start. Besides the minimum of phone wallet keys, do bring emergency contact info, all your insurance cards, and your primary doctor's office info. For the medical side in particular, get a written list of medications, allergies, past surgeries, and known family history of conditions in order. Your doctor may forward this electronic health record info ahead of time. If nothing else, make sure your medications are updated. Inpatient physicians need to make quick decisions for you. Missing drug information alone can be the difference between a shorter and longer stay. In the hospital, you'll see more than just doctors and basic staff. Nurses spend a ton of time administering medications, contacting other staff, checking vitals, and prepping you for procedures. Most hospital physicians do rounds throughout the facility to check on their inpatients. The other doctor extension staff, like physicians' assistants and nurse practitioners, are present as well. Social workers and hospital administrators round things out. While you're getting settled in a room, ask your nurse what the doctor's visitation hours are and who your case manager is. Case managers track your overall stay. After this preparation, let the hospital staff do their job during your stay, but do ask them questions along the way as you need to. After finishing the inpatient care itself, you have another step to finish before the hospital journey can be over. Staff must officially discharge you like I alluded to earlier. Inpatient discharge handouts include why you were at the hospital or whatever your health issue was, the next steps for your care in terms of getting medications or following up with other people, and why you need to do those steps. Contact your case manager ASAP if you don't get a discharge note with those affirmation points and then some. Also, double-check that your primary doctor is getting any forwarded notes and lab results so your continuity of care will be smooth. You could access your electronic health record to move everything directly instead. Be thorough so you don't have to go back. Just because you leave the hospital for a given condition doesn't mean you get an automatic one-year pass to go back for help with the same issue. Unnecessary readmission is a risk all patients should work to prevent with the help of their providers. The clinical resource website called UpToDate offers a few more checklists both doctors and patients can follow to avoid readmissions. Besides a complete discharge handout, you should have clear written points on how to get home, what family members to seek for assistance, knowing if your home is the best place to rest, a plan to get medications if you need one, and outpatient follow-up. Before going home, let the staff have you explain the major discharge points back to them. This final step raises the chance to prevent unnecessary inpatient care. There's no doubt that inpatient healthcare is complicated, 
in reality, you won't always have time or a clear mind to make decisions on any kind of medicine. It's hard to make smarter choices about medicine when you're in a coma or going through cardiac arrest. Patients can avoid these problematic situations with a healthcare proxy's assistance, among other things. Next week's theme covers the pros and cons of having someone manage your healthcare when your ability to choose disappears. Subscribe and stay tuned to Friendly Neighborhood Patient for more healthcare system insight. I'll catch you at the next episode.